It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I bring to you Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Well, John, uh, well, hey, John, what's going on, man? Um, so this weekend uh, started off with a little bit of uh, heartache, then loss, and then uh, a, 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 a victory from the grips of defeat. As, as I'd like to say, loss being loss being the uh, um, uh, yeah that basically Brewers Brewers uh, Christ and then Packers in order right there for you. Yeah. So, so what we're doing just because there's a lot to tackle this week for everybody a here. Lot. So we're going to break it down into two podcasts tonight. Uh, so we're just going to do just the football stuff here today because there's just a lot to go over. If you're listening to my voice as it is now, I'm a little deeper than normal. Um, Sometimes you got to go deep. Uh, and no, it's uh, also profundo. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was at the game yesterday and uh, it was loud and I was part of that. Uh, not most of it by any means, but uh, I was a small chunk of that. Uh, we had a fun Patriot fan next to me. He's from California. I like to ask him because, you know, like I'm a Bruins fan, you know, when I go to games. Uh, and, he, like, went to, he went to school with Brady. Let me guess. Right. Yeah. Right. He's the only NFL player older than me. Yeah. Uh, and and you, by the way. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, I've been a Bruins fan pretty much my whole life. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no. As you said, why he was a why he was a Brady oh, fan? Him. Why he was oh, a no, no. Fan. I was like, yeah, because Brady's from California. Right? You're saying so, I was because I okay, okay, I get it. Well, that too, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he I, he. Pretty sure this guy was younger than me. Uh, but yeah, either way, like I when I go to Boston Bruins games, I'm normally going to them in like the Twin Cities or Chicago or St. Louis or whatever. That's where I've seen most of the games. And so, you know, when I go there, they're like, "Are oh, you from back there?" I'm like, "I am from Stevens Point. I am from mm-hmm. Central Wisconsin." And they're like, "What? Are you, what? What are you doing, man?" And I was like, "I don't like your teams." Um, and uh, <laughs> I picked a different one, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't like assuming they're all flying in from Boston because fans can be from wherever. Yeah, this guy's yeah. from. Him and his girlfriend were in from California. We we had a good time. Um, he really knew that team too. It was, it was funny because I was. You get worried because he's like, "Yeah, I'm also a Yankees fan." Uh, and a Lakers fan. I was like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> but know. he really knew this team. No, uh, I thought he good. from he, from California uh, being a Brady fan because Brady's a California, Brady's a California guy. Yeah. yeah. So is Rodgers. Yeah, but as soon as he said, yeah, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Patriots fan, a Yankees fan, and a Lakers fan. Oh, are you are you are you, darling? Okay. He picked the gotcha. teams that were good in your lifetime, and then but he stuck with them though. Like he still knows all the draft. He was telling us stuff. I was like, okay, this guy this guy knows his stuff. That's good. Well, but if yeah. he grew up in like northern northern Montana, where you only get like two stations in the 1980s, those are the only three teams you ever saw. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's like my my late uncle Ron. He died uh, a couple years back at age seventy four. He's a diehard Cubs fan because when he was a kid in the fifties, the it was between the Braves everywhere, yeah. and the Brewers, and all the only station you could get in northern Wisconsin was WGN. Yeah, so yeah. he knew all the Cubs. Yeah, it's plenty of that. There's less of it, obviously yeah, now. Less of it now, but yeah, they've been a team in Milwaukee since nineteen seventy. So yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. All right, let's. We're gonna. We've wrapped up enough of this. We're gonna start talking football here, and we're gonna start that off in the segment we call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so excuse me a little bit here. I'm gonna try to use my uh, my little uh, device here so I can get through the coughs if I have any because it's been uh, it's dry. And fall allergies are a thing for me, but also the yelling and everything. So yeah, uh, oh, try to keep oh, this your, clean. Your Green Bay Packers owner mouthpiece, <laughs> right? Where I yell at them, I was like, "Try to run the ball." No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> the Packers. I'm not happy with what the Packers. Oh, God, oh the Packers do everything right. I, they never do anything wrong. Oh, I'll be okay. You, I, I've been on Twitter. That is not what Packers it's fans great, are saying right great now. Great, so bad from Common Man, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the the electricity thing. Yeah, that's right. yeah, the the truth of me, truth truthometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, the Packer game was a it was an odd affair. Like, this team was, I mean, the spread was nine and a half. So that's where we start from. It's like, it's a team we should beat. And that was before Hoyer the Destroyer uh, came out of the game when he got he got destroyed. And, uh, yeah, it was on the Gary sack, I believe, the first one. Because then he sacked Zappy, um, Brantley, Bradley, Bentley. I can't remember. Uh, Bailey so, Zappy. Bailey. I don't know. Western yeah, no. Kentucky. See, see, secretly, every other every underdog in America was cheering for that dude. Yeah, Western yeah. Kentucky Hilltopper, Cause, right? Yeah, because he was in the game against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, even as well, a Packer fan, you're kind of like, "Well, this is this will be a good story. It'll be terrible, but this will be a good story if they pull this one off." <laughs> did um, did he throw as many touchdowns to the Patriots as uh as Rodgers did? Because the reason he's in that game is because Rodgers throws a pick six, and there's a bad fumble in there. Yeah, um, Rodgers was off. Quite, I mean, just quite frankly, the worst part of the offense was that Rodgers was just not hitting people who were very much open. Well, his uh, first half, uh, his first half QB rating was something like seven going into the half. Yeah, right? something something like that. And what I thought, and I saw some people say this on Twitter, they're like, it wouldn't be interesting if Rodgers somehow came out and actually took the bulk of the blame during his press conference, which he didn't do. Of but, course not. No, but I mean, somebody pointed out, they're like, well, he said, come on. He said, uh, I didn't play well. I obviously had to play better. I was like, that's that's a cliche. He just used sports jargon on you. Like if he said, mm-hmm. like, hey, man, we try to take it one game at a time. You got to give 110%. Uh, you know, we're on to New York, man. We're on to New York. You know, like we're on to London. Yeah. On to London, London town to play New, New York. To play man. New York in London. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I what you said, like, man, around. he had some stuff to say. I really felt it when he said 110%. I was like, Aaron really believes this. Like, Aaron understood somewhere in his mind that everybody knew that he was not throwing a good ball most of that game. He had a couple, couple really nice passes, but the majority, like, he was missing guys, like, badly. Like, that one. Uh, Christian Watson has just burned a guy. On um, he's in motion, loops around the end, and is just running down the sideline. And Rogers just l- leads him all the way out of bounds. Right, and it was just a terrible throw because he was very open. Yeah. Um. And and the worst part is, I was like, man, <laughs> he's not going to throw to him again because he didn't somehow get to that ball and stay in bounds. It was like it was a bad throw. It was a terrible throw. Um. Although, if you would have if you would have bet uh, plus six hundred and fifty on Christian Watson even scoring a touchdown in the game, you would have gotten paid this week. Yeah, finding ways to use his speed because he is fast. He is fast. He oh is NFL God. fast. Uh, yeah, he is. He looked good out there for the most part. Just couldn't get him the ball enough. I, um, I do have to steal one take about uh, the progression ahead. of Rodgers, uh, especially with these rookies. Um, yeah, there's some bad throws uh, led Watson out of bounds and stuff like that. But I mean, Romeo Dobbs talk about a, a, a malaria kind of night, hot and cold, hot and cold. Yeah. I mean, guy catches a touchdown, guy has a bad fumble, and then guy has what looks like a spectacular catch. Oh, Should have had it that was probably. I mean, so close. Like he had him beat. He had hands on. He let that. He didn't hug the ball on the way to the ground. I mean, this guy's a rookie. This guy's a fourth round draft pick out of Nevada. He's playing for the Wolf Pack at this time last year, which is far from a superior team in in Division One football. They're right. an okay team. Yeah. They're what you'd call a cupcake during the first three weeks of the season for those <laughs> the likenesses of uh, Alabama and Ohio State. Yeah. But I mean, so dude, dude was a wing and a prayer. I mean, Jamon Moore was a fourth round, third round pick a couple of years back, right? Because him, EQ, and yeah. uh, the other guy. Scandling. Um, MVS was the other Scand- guy, yeah. MVS was the other one. And, uh, I mean, none of them ever panned out, really. And, I mean, Jamon Moore was supposed to be a pretty good one. And this dubs is looking pretty good. But, anyways, I mean, so I'm going to straight steal this take from the Grant Bill show, um, Wisco Sports Show, uh, okay. uh, WLTK and Lacrosse on the Wisconsin Sports Network. Uh, Color called in today and they said this says a little bit of a, a, a progression and a, maybe some maturity of Aaron Rodgers. Whereas in the past, if you make those mistakes, you, he, he just doesn't go back to you, you know? And yeah, well, at least, in the past, at least there's last a week. little bit of realization from Rodgers. And maybe that's the reason why he went into sports cliches instead of making <laughs> deep thought excuses that get him out of it because. I think he knows. I think it's dawning on him. He's he's in it. Like this is what he asked for, 
And yeah. I think deep down he knows he wanted to prove he can do it with these guys. And yeah. he's realizing it's going to have to be better than just, you know, having a superstar or wide receiver. You can just go to it last minute. You're going to have to perform better, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did um, you see that live? I mean, I, I, I did the thing I do. The only time I ever watch games all the way through is when they're live, except for when I'm going to the bathroom or getting another <laughs> beer. Okay. But when I'm at home, I usually listen to Wayne and Larry while doing stuff around the house. Cause I can't sit still during games. So yeah, I, um, the TV's it, on, but I'll say like last week, he looked like he had way more touch. Like the ball was coming out on time. He was he was putting in places. Um, I mean, not everything went perfectly last week, but he looked like he was on it. He, he did the same way against the Bears. Like he was ready and the touch was good. Um, this week he just he looked really off. And I my hope was um, looking at this at halftime. I was like, Oof. you know, it's rough because he threw that pick, and that there were a couple plays where it clearly looked like. He has a predetermined spot. He's got the muscle memory. I throw it right over here. Um, but mm-hmm. when he started missing Cobb, like Cobb yeah. was Cobb was open deep, and he just threw it away from him. I was like, um, if he if he's out of rhythm with Cobb, it's not a muscle memory thing. He's just off. Yeah, uh, and missing uh, Ro- missing Jones out of the backfield on a swing pass. Oh yeah, and you know it's you know it's bad when Wayne Larrabee goes. Uh, swing out to the right to Aaron Jones, and oh, he missed it bad. Now you hear Larry McCarron do is go, like you know that um, you know it's the worst when Larry McCarron just goes, (laughs) nothing because Larry McCarron always has something to say about everything because he's breaking down every play at all times. Yeah, yes, Larry McCarron's the best, but when he goes, you know, it's and then of course speaking started right after that, but uh, yeah, and then you know it was like obviously and then he goes and then uh you know when uh aaron Rodgers runs bends over and grabs some grass and throws it and then hits his chest it's either he's mad at the receiver or he's mad at himself (laughs) something's going there's only a couple options right so passive oh god i i love larry man it's just just, he knows what's up yes yes there was larry there was another one where there was a bubble madden you sound like madden but you're not madden man you know exactly what's going on you just called him a whiner yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah but there was also the there's a little bubble screen at one point to uh dobbs and he had to basically like sprint straight to the line to get to it because he like you know he does the little bow out and hopes he can catch it behind a guy and the ball was coming hard and fast in front between the two guys like between his two blockers. So he sprints up, catches it away from his body and brings it back in and then got hit and fumbled. And that's when it was already, you know, it was already three, nothing. And we're just like, Oh, Oh geez. <laughs> what is this? Uh, oh, geez. Uh, holy oh, geez, man. Oh, oh my. T- oh Lord. Oh, crepe sick. Almighty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, hope. I don't know. Um, the defense pulled off a lot of good, like they had, the last three drives for the Patriots were basically all three and outs, including the one that especially scared me was the overtime one, where they got the ball like right around midfield, and I, I was like, "Fifty yard line." Man. I was like, yeah, "Man, they get one first down. This game is over." And they didn't get and, anything. And, and if you know the Parcells playbook, this is lining up to be a Parcells game, or not Parcells? Excuse me. Well, Belichick. Yeah. Belichick yeah, stealing it is from actually, Parcells. It is actually the part. It's actually the Parcells game too. But yeah, anyways, because that's yeah, that's where he came from. We yeah, we won't get we won't get into this. But anyhow, yeah, no. <laughs> Let's talk about close. 1980s football. Let's go. <laughs> but no, this is like, yeah. and, and and if you're if you're smart enough to pick it out, he hasn't had a quarterback to pull off what he used to pull off all the time. This is the Belichick playbook: keep it close, maximize other teams' mistakes, and and pull it off at the end. Yeah. They won. They won the first three Super Bowls under Belichick by a grand total of nine points, with with a quarterback who was throwing 180 yards a game. Yeah, I mean right. that's when when Brady was not Brady, when he was a guy who won, but it was not his fault. No, and everybody and, likes forgetting that part. But that that's the and, first uh, three. The last the last three, he was Barry Barry, I mean, Barry McCockner brought it. Barry McCockner brought it up on um on on his Twitter again. Uh, he got scored on. He had forty. Brady had forty-one points scored on him the other night against Kansas City. That's the second time he's had forty-one points scored on him in his career, and he's never had more than that scored on him in a game. Aaron yeah. Rodgers had it in nine games. 
after nine games had 43 points hung up on the Packers. Peyton Manning had it after three, just like all these great quarterbacks and how Brady's never had anything. Oh, yeah. And that's why, because Bill Chick does what that game was yesterday. Sorry, and Bill Chick can still do that kind of stuff. It's weird. Like, yeah, he's a great defensive mind. He really <laughs> yes. is. And what he asks of his offense is to be good enough to let the defense win the game for you and just hang in there. Uh, they've got a very good running game. The, those two running backs, gosh, they should have just been just feeding them the whole game long because they were. It looked like they were getting eight yards. It, like every play was five yards. It felt like I was like, "Geez, please throw the ball." Um, well, and and what's weird too is like, so you don't even. I, I mean, I barely even know about the guy, but uh, Stephenson. Oh, Stevenson, yeah. Yeah, he's like PFS number five ranked running back in the league. Yeah, and he's sharing carries. Um, yeah, and it's like, who's this guy? I mean, I mean, yeah, Harris and Stevenson both both look good out there. Um, the, was it, Harris ends with eighty six, Stevenson ends with sixty six. Uh, <laughs> Belichick did prove last year that he can win a game without throwing the ball. Too remember that? That's true. Was that last that year? One, or the year before that weather game, they threw the. I think they threw the ball three times the whole game. <laughs> yeah. That, in that blizzard and it seemed like that's what was going on yesterday too it was weird is that like the shoot who was it was it kobe who once had one game where he didn't shoot at all just to just to make everybody mad just show him he's like see it's great when i shoot sure <laughs> i, I mean, can't that remember seems who. like a very kobe kind of thing it to really do. does doesn't it just like yeah oh, I'll just pass Co- every time Co- kobe kobe was very uh um psychological yeah and <laughs> in bitter. his play <laughs> yeah, I mean, LeBron, I don't think LeBron ha- would have it in him to do that. LeBron's just an athlete yeah. to the nth degree. Kobe was crazy. So New England right now. Michael Jordan but, might do that, except for the yeah. fact that Michael Jordan couldn't possibly see himself with only zero points in a game. So. Yeah, no, the, he would have hated that more than yeah, people he saying he that shot that more much. than seeing the pain in the other people's faces. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the Packers in, in New England basically have right around the same ranking on defense right now in the DVOA, but New England has right now shows up as the thirty first pass or like rushing defense in DVOA. Packers ran well against them. This was the game. If you're doing fantasy, you're, you're starting Aaron Jones. You feel happy about that. Uh, he didn't really get. I mean, he didn't get in, but he had uh, was 110 yards, but no touchdowns. Uh, but yeah. It, he was running well, uh, 6.9 a carry, 73 yards for Dylan, 4.3 a carry. Yeah, no, they look good on the running game, uh, and, and, and you just feel like if they just could have gotten a little more out of the passing game, they could have really walked away with this game. But this is, man, going to overtime against, uh, against Zappi was one that's just, it makes you nervous. Um, it does one of two things either, well, I'll say this, for all the things that Aaron Rodgers has been great at throughout his career, coming back is not necessarily always one. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into that whole cliche. People use it like, well, he doesn't win the late ones. I mean, because frequently he's had the game won, comes back and wins it in the fourth quarter only to watch his defense, then let the other guy do it too. But there's a number of times when you get down early and yeah. he gets that. The Favre did this all the time too, where you just look at him and he just looked mad or like sad, like, ah, oh, man. And you would just sit there and go like, oh, we're not going to. My mom would do this. She's like, ah, Brett doesn't look happy. We're going to lose today. I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. come on!" But you can tell sometimes with just the way they do that. That's hard. No, what I was going to say, like, so those a lot of those comebacks in Roger's career were early on in his career, too, where he'd get him up by three, like at the two minute warning. Yeah. And then still, I mean, I want to say he'd probably have double the amount of comebacks if you got rid of those, because that's back to Barry McCockiner on uh, uh on Twitter, he brings this stuff up all the time when comparing Rodgers and Brady, like how many leads Rodgers has going into the two minute warning versus how many Brady has per year. And it's just ridiculous. Like Rodgers has been let down by his defense so many times. It's, it's stupid. As opposed yeah. to Brady, who's been propped up by his defense. So I mean, he's the quarterback that won the only Super Bowl where one team didn't score a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and I mean, this isn't, I'm, I'm not just spitballing at Brady or anything like that, but no, cause Rogers, nobody, nobody around here likes Brady more than you. Yeah. You are I definitely, definitely I, I'm a Brady. You apologist. are a pro Brady guy. Uh, so I, no, I don't think anybody who listens to the show on the regular would say that you are bashing Brady. <laughs> Brady has right. been surrounded by some pretty fantastic, like when he left New England where, you know, look at the teams he had, everyone tries to poo poo his stuff. He was like, man, those teams where he had, 
Um, those early teams, he had a running game. He had a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, you know, Branch and Patton and uh, who is the other? I'm just losing Brown. my mind here. And Brown, yeah, and Brown, who also played play defense sometimes well. too. Patton, good. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, th- those are three legitimate receivers. And mm-hmm. that was, and he still had, um, he had Fourier or Watson around that time. No, they were a little later, I suppose. But I mean, like, he had guys around there, and they had a legit defense with a couple of Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the best linebacking groups you've you've probably ever seen too. It's just like, yeah, Bruski and Vrabel and Willie McGinnis playing off the one end. And it's like, jeez, come on. Um, and who was that big piece of pork chop that they had in the middle the whole time too? Uh, Richard Seymour. Oh no, you're thinking uh, Will Fork. They brought in Will Fork. They always had. Will it was Fork later. Up the middle. Yeah, yeah, they brought him at some points. Uh, they had a couple big guys in there, but yeah, and they had Richard Seymour for all the parts of his career where he was good. Um, yeah. they, they knew when to get rid of him too. Cause he went out, he had like one good year after that. And then same, same, with, same with Vrabel. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Same with all of them, actually, to be perfectly honest, that was phase two of the bill chick. But anyways, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's just, and I mean, maybe that's a little bit of the reason why Rogers gun shy down the, down the stretch because he has gotten hosed by his defense so many times. They, they took every second of overtime though. Didn't they? Yeah, they really did. Once they, and, they started moving. <laughs> And they yeah. just kind of, you know, chunk yard, chunk yard here and there, just plucking away. And they got to the 35, and they're just kind of like, just kind of run it, man. Just run it in there. Let's burn off this clock. They get a first down. Like, here we go. Here we go. Well, because uh, because then waltz out, then 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 they waltz out the second oldest man. Is he older than Rogers? He He's might be. I don't know. I can't remember. I think he is. You you waltz you waltz out uh, old Mason Crosby there, who's had a couple stinkers of games in his life, a couple stinkers of seasons for that matter, but has been clutched down the stretch. I mean, never more clutched than the, the the game against Dallas to get them to the NFC Championship game where they got slaughtered by the Falcons. But the uh, the toe drag, um, what's his name, tight end uh, against oh. Dallas. Oh, against Dallas. Oh, yeah. Um, gosh. Uh, yeah, Cook. Cook, the toe drag, and then he came in and just banged that one through. And when he, they flashed to his face on the field, he had a straight, just stone-cold face before erupting into is screaming like, but cause he was just, yeah, it's just, yeah. God, I love Crosby. I'm glad they brought him back because they yeah. waltzed him out there and there was a 99.9% absolute 100%. <laughs> I just did that. 99, 99.9%. I knew he was going to make it short of being blocked. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like and Crosby walks out there. Got a little bit of a paunch off the front side these days. Punk. Made it, boys. I'm gonna go back to the sideline <laughs> now. Yeah, it's just I love it. I love him. He's the best. Yeah, it, he still does. He still does kickoffs too, which means he's still got some leg. Yeah, they just don't want to use any any space for another player on the roster just to kick off too. I think. Right. Well, right. they could use the the punter, I guess, if they really wanted to. But <laughs> Mason's a had a leg for for a while. It's not what it used to be. One of the things I wanted to see actually before half. Patriots were wasting, trying to use up all their time. We had, they were punting, and there was almost no time left. And it was going to just, there was like 14 seconds, and they were punting it away. And if Amari could have just done the fair catch, free kick to end the half, yeah, that would have been the best, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But he doesn't catch it cleanly, even. He catches it on a bounce and then yeah. runs for, like, burns like 10 seconds off the clock, and then they just right. kind of just through one short pass just to end but, the but doesn't have to t- time has to run out as you fair catch it right no the... you can do it at any time just nobody would do it normally because you oh. could normally run your offense i've i've said this yeah. on this podcast before i've seen that i, I live well, at lambeau Field. yeah mason did it the one time that was the like the first time i've seen it in the nfl i think it's the, the only the, time i've ever seen o, it in the, NFL. the o the owen 16 game mm. against detroit in 2000 okay what, i remember watching it yeah yeah 2008, 2000, it would have been right around, it was the last game of the year, so it was either early January or late December 2008, 2009, just yeah. before we left for... Um, and who was the actions. defensive mastermind of that, the Detroit Lions defense? Oh. It was Joe Barry. <laughs> God, yeah, it was, probably. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway, yeah, Barry. so no, there was, there was one, and actually had Mason Crosby made it, he would have made a 71-yard field goal, I think is what it was, and he didn't miss it by much. Like the accuracy was true. I think he was about a foot under the upright. 
But I mean, it was December. It was December, January, cold, and the shade. The shade was already on the field, and he missed that thing by not a whole lot. No, like, he missed it to the left. Oh, that's think, right. He right? missed it side to side. He didn't miss it. He was. He was. He yeah. He was leg. deep enough. I think it was left. If I remember. Well, it happened right in front of me. We were ten rows up from that. I don't. Either way, it was long enough him. though, because I watched the Fair. replays because I was at home. But yeah, yeah, he almost had that. That was great. <laughs> I was there and I was drunk. So what can I say? <laughs> He missed it high. Still it was though, too high. We, I want to, if we're going to talk about this offense, though, like we need to see that ball get in the hands of receivers, finding a way to get them to catch the ball while moving because uh, Dobbs and, and Watson can move. Uh, Dobbs is incredibly athletic uh, once he's in space. You just got to get him the ball out there somewhere in space so he can do something with it. Uh, but it just hasn't been happening. And I mean, they've been targeting him the ball a lot more now, which it's has been fantastic. Sort of been happening. They they went back to him again, but they just picked a really bad time to go, you know, deep down the right side when they could have gone, you know, try and find Cobb, who has found a second youth, the fountain of youth, if you will, the <laughs> sec- second life fountain of youth, uh, being able to be the guy who's open at the first down line. Like this is perfect. I love Cobb in that role, yeah. and he's been showing a little bit of that year this year and as long as he stays healthy why wasn't that the option because then they could have kicked the field goal then i mean it would have been a longer one for mason but they could have <laughs> but so i mean but they did go back to dobbs down the right hand side which i mean and he had it he should have had it you know so that there's good promise there watson on his end around showed really showed his true nfl speed like you're yeah. right like yeah not not fast college we'll see how he does in the nfl no that dude can run and Patrick Peterson found out on the first play against the Vikings and is lucky that that yeah, didn't go down he did. Viking Packer lore. Yeah. yeah. So there's enough, there's enough speed and athleticism on this offense to do more. Uh, just Rogers needs to get rid of the ball and get it to people and trust all of them. He needs to trust all of them because that's really the only way they're going to be successful this year is if he goes into a game, trusting all of them and allowing them to make their mistakes because there's a lot of young guys and Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, <laughs> you know, right. uh, who is not a young man, but there, there's enough young guys. <laughs> who's, who's just like just like Mason Crosby out on the field, just like, hey, don't worry, guys. I'll be okay. We got this. <laughs> yeah, Mason is born in September of 84, Rogers December of 83, by the way. Both of them are yeah. uh, 38 right now. Uh, but, wow. yeah, no, it's uh, – yeah, so there's that. The defense uh, – I'm still trying to figure this out. This defense is talented. You watch guys out there go and make plays. There's just a lot of times they're just not being put in position to do things, it seems like. That's what I said, and your son liked my tweet on Twitter about that, too. Not that he doesn't like anything I put out there. But yeah, anyway, likes most things. Um, um, yeah, I know. It said uh, it's like it's like we have all the players, but they're just not being coached right. The The only thing that really does, there's, there's two things right now that are concerning me the most. The linebacking group is not getting in what I expected from them. Part of that is that Devondre Campbell has already missed six tackles. He missed four all of last year, and they're, they're counting missed tackles. Quay Walker seems hesitant. Uh, like, he can move. You watch him move, and he can tackle. Oh, yeah, he can do all the stuff. The number of times I watch a play, and he hangs four yards back from the line of scrimmage waiting for, like, the spot he's supposed to go to. Um, and that might just be, you know, he's going from playing at Georgia, where, by the way, other than Alabama and Georgia, the rest of the SEC is kind of just wash. Trash. right? Like, like, it is a top-heavy. And those teams are great. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Those two teams are great. And Georgia was a great team last year, and they were great with him, and they look good this year. But, yeah. I look think at he, A&M. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A&M is no good. And he's used to playing behind these giants who have just made it easier to see things. I think he's got to learn his fit a little bit better yet. I think that, that, that that's a coaching thing. That's not a that's not a talent problem. I don't think that's a problem with him. I think it's something he's got to grow into. Um, he's been playing well, and, four NFL games at this point. Right, and those and those giants that he was behind were pushing around people smaller than them. Now those yeah. giants are the same size, just the giants on the other <laughs> side are on the other side are way bigger. Um, you know, so and yeah, speaking of just speed in between him and Watson like Talk about two, like, just what's freaks. the one thing we've been begging for, John, forever? A linebacker. Packers me. fans. They're not just <laughs> no. linebacker, but <laughs> That's me. Oh, let's get some, let's get some speed. And well, well, I mean, both me and you have been, have been asking for a linebacker too, but between Quay and Watson, like just like true speed, like, yeah, Jordy was fast 
yeah, you know, Cobb was fast coming out of college. Um, Greg Jennings wasn't necessarily fast. He was good. Great route yeah. runner, good hands, uh, and he was yeah, fast Javon, enough, yeah. Javon Walker was kind of like what Devontae Adams turned out to be. You know, like that's that's what he was supposed to be. Sorry, Javon Walker was supposed to be what Devontae you can't, uh, yeah, Devontae actually was. Ended, yeah. ended up being. But yeah. like and then at linebacker too, you know, like um, yeah, how many just big pony like even as good as Clay Clay was in his prime, and he was really good. Clay yeah. Matthews the third in his prime <laughs> was elite. And Absolutely. unstoppable, and mm-hmm. the hair was on fire. But man, alive! <laughs> like, like compared to like some of these linebackers in the NFL now that we play against, that the Packers play against in the AFC Championship games, you know, like Quay is there. Like he is big and fast. Watson is big and fast. Like fast, fast, fast. Like actually fast. Not quick. Not shifty. Not Cobb. I can get open because you know I've got some quickness and I'll get behind these guys and I'm really smart. But guys who just have the ability to be fast and there's, I mean, since Amon Green getting outside on a off tackle run, Amon Green could fly. Oh, Once he yeah. got into the open field, his legs done. turned into wheels. That dude was fast. Yeah. That's the last fast Packer I remember, who wasn't like just a cornerback or a, a punt returner or something like that that they were drafted in the seventh round who only had speed among green could move it like yeah. once he got into the open field he could move and yeah. you couldn't catch him and <laughs> I, I get that feeling with quay walker and watson now aaron jones has a little bit of that too like but bit. he's a little bit more shifty than straight up speed so yeah I don't know. yeah I'd I'll say get too. Out no i think you're right with that um my other concern is the defensive line outside of Kenny Clark has not done a lot. Uh, Dean Lowry just is just kind of fading back into to the woodwork. Um, Jaron Reed, kind of a guy at this point, and I haven't seen and enough. Jaron Reed's, Jaron Reed's been there though. I mean, he's been in an, uh, on a number of like. I mean, he's there for yeah. what he's there for. Like, yeah, he's not he's not like getting blown out of plays or anything like that. But I'd like to see somebody else in there with Kenny getting stuff done. Um, Slayton had a couple plays. I'd like to see just, I don't know, find a way to get a motor on that guy and get him going. And what happened to Wyatt? Because he played like 24 snaps this year, I think is what I saw. Like 24, 27. Yeah, what happened happened to the other Georgia guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we drafted him first round. He was going to be something, and we are not getting him on the field. And I don't know what the plan is, but... Was it him? And with Barry... Wyatt was first, right? Then it was him? Yep. And uh, with Barry, I don't know if there ever is a plan. Uh Joe Barry. I'm just so confused with how they use this team and how they call this defense. It makes no sense to me. Uh, like I said, 17th DVOA. They're the ninth ranked uh, pass defense and the 28th ranked rush defense. I mean, Joe Barry could come out with a psycho defense from the uh, Dom Capers <laughs> days at this point. And like, we'd be just like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. Well, oh, well. look, there's Kenny Clark 30 yards downfield. Okay, whatever. Sure. Makes sense to me. If he can get a pick six below BJ Raji, I would love that. <laughs> that belly shake, man. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that's the, that's Packer lore right there. Yeah. The one good thing here is like going against the Giants. Yeah, you're going to play Saquon Barkley. Um, but I mean, like the Giants' defense and offense are both worse than our defense and our offense. Um, their New defense York, comes. New York's, to, had a, New York's had a very favorable schedule. They're 24th in DVOA defense right now. 24th against the pass. 28th against the run. So that's, I mean, that's something we we should make hay on that all day long. This is this is the first year that I should have taken Saquon Barkley <laughs> in the first round, having the opportunity to. The last two times I did, it didn't work. Never take Christian McCaffrey. I don't know why anybody puts any trust in Christian McCaffrey anymore. He's just, but a, yeah, I mean Saquon Barkley, like good for him. Like that poor dude's been just beat up from the get go. Because, I mean, for two straight years under Judge, it was, here, we're going to give it to you right up the middle and see what happens, you know. Yeah, they're, they are seventh on offense in terms of rush DVOA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, I mean, like, they've been able to run. Packers are fifth. Mm-hmm. Packers are 14th uh, passing. Uh, so, I mean, the Packers are eighth overall in DVOA, and right now the Giants are 17th. So they are a middling offense and a bad defense. We are a good offense and a middling defense. Mm-hmm. And... They're going to be playing in a place that's weird and strange. And I'm trying to remember. Um, 
as, as anybody who's listened to us knows, uh, Lambo has a very specific grass that nobody else uses. And I don't just mean the grass. They actually have uh, woven fibers in the ground mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, like little strands of plastic in the ground. And what they do is uh, they're down threaded into the dirt. And it costs a million dollars to do this, but right. it makes the grass stronger. Uh, they, they put grow lights on it all year long. And uh, it gives them something more to anchor the roots so the grass grows thicker and yep. comes in stronger. So they don't replace the turf. Like if you ever watch right. some of these other fields where they've got like suddenly there's a green patch down the middle because they had to mm-hmm. replace sod. Packers don't do that. Well, um, that's the, and, and the thing is they have to do that at Lambeau Field, too, because just a basic, uh, basic temperature. No, we could dynamics. be the we could be Washington or some of those those craft teams. We could be the Bears. Right. We could just do terrible things. <laughs> the Bears, yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, but the Bears are gonna have a covered stadium in a couple of years too, because they've just given up on, you know, trying to be out anyways. Um but yeah, no, they have to because what happens is even if you put all those grow lights and you grow that grass down, um those games in December when it's 10 degrees outside, the first top inch freezes and then you put your three you put your one inch cleat into that and you go and cut the top inch is ice sitting on melted dirt underneath it and then everything goes flying so you know it makes sense it's like putting it's like putting butter on top of a piece of ice at that point right or putting ice on top of a piece of butter at that point it's going to fly out from underneath so they had to do something and it's, it's brilliant engineering because even if you keep those hot pipes underneath the gr- the dirt underneath will stay hot but the grass will still freeze because it's being exposed to 10 degrees outside. So, yeah, they put a lot of time and money into that because the Packers are never going to have a dome stadium. Well, no. I say that and I'll, <laughs> I'll come back to eat those words in like 40 years. But anyhow, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to find if because the reason I'm bringing this up is I'm trying to find out if Tottenham has uh one of Tottenham, those fields. that's where they play at Tottenham now. Tottenham, because that first couple of years that they were playing in England, they were playing on soccer pitches, and that didn't work because it was a different kind of grass because it's soccer. It's not football. They're but, lighter. They don't need that. The but there top, are several soccer fields. Tottenham. Tottenham changed their turf so they can play football on it now. Yeah, but the um, several of the European soccer teams have put in the same grass Lambo has uh, to make no. sure it stays clean and safe and doesn't you know rip up uh so the packers are really the only nfl team i've heard that's done it did mark did mark antanasio make sure that was his first thing to do when he bought his team over no, in europe? no no did he do that did he pump some money into his soccer team in europe did he do that john i don't know but he Sorry, sure pumped a lot of money into the podcast. packers yeah that, that, if you if you want to hear me go on about this some more uh just the other podcast we're going to do after this one Sorry. okay yeah, so I mean, like, uh, the Packers are favored by eight in this one. That's the the spread is eight. Um, what was the? I think it's like a forty one point and forty one and a half over under. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like they they should be able to move. It's it's a not it's a middling defense. They should really go after it. Um, and they're the Packers defense is actually better than what they're going to be facing. But the problem is, the Giants are going to run. And they're pretty good at it. And that's what we're really not good at. Uh, So I get a feeling that that's exactly how they're going to attack us. And I think that that'll help them hang around. It'll depend on what Rodgers does here. I wouldn't put money on this game because you never know what Rodgers does week to week at this point. Uh, he hasn't no. looked. And you can't tell what his in. body language is until halfway through the first quarter. So, and they've not done this before. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like when the Packers travel. You know, a third of the way around the world to do something. Um, you know, I just, quarter I just, of the I way. Just, I, I do love that the league protected Green Bay by making their first time of having a home game overseas be the first year that they were supposed to have nine home games, so they could still <laughs> have eight home games, and that the people of Green Bay had the audacity. To go, you took away one of our home games. At least they didn't take away one of your home games on an eight-game year, kids. <laughs> uh, well, they took away a preseason game, so I don't know. Either way, it's Either it, way, it is what it whatever. is. Uh, Everybody else had to do it up to this point. <laughs> I wanted to go. It seemed like it was destiny because the game is on my anniversary, so I was trying oh. to get that worked out. Really? It was just kind of a didn't oh, quite didn't quite work out, dude. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so yeah, He's next been week. Married for tw- don't, 18. Don't stop. 
<laughs> Sorry, I, you, I, I, I was saying it before you said don't. I was like, eh, eh, no. I, I, I was going to say 17, so I was close. Oh, okay. And no, you were, I, right you were going to be close because I heard you say 20 and then pull back. And you're like, no. Right. No. I went, tw. Yeah. And then, no, not that far. Okay. Because yes, I have yes. to base it off Josh. Just like you <laughs> right. have to base our anniversary off Ruby. Correct. And my parents off me. <laughs> Weird how that works, right? I base my knowing my parents off me because they're two years apart. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the Packers win next week. I think it'll be closer than we like. And I hate that. Um, I'd almost bet the Giants on this, but I'm, I wouldn't just because Rodgers could have touched this next week. And then. You know, then it's done, and who knows? So well, and uh, and uh, and then just from logistically speaking, the Giants have a shorter flight by almost three hours to get to London, so um, that's a little bit easier. Uh, however, unlike this week when I said it was going to be close, even though I mentioned during the pregame, I said against I said against the Patriots, I was like, "There, the Patriots are going to cover the spread," and then I gave a score that made the Packers cover the spread. Because I thought it was going to be, I knew this. I knew the, I knew the Patriots game was going to be close at home. I did just because everyone was like, "Blow out! They're going to London. Let's do this." And that's how it always works in the NFL. There's so much parity in the NFL; it's ridiculous. You can't just overlook any team at any time. Look what the Jets did a couple weeks ago. There, that's all you need to know. With Joe <laughs> Flacco, nonetheless. However, that said, you're you're apprehensive this week. I yeah. think that the Packers are going to roll all over. Um, I think it's going to be probably like a 27 10 game okay i mean it's really I mean, the other option I mean, is they get mad Sa- and they do something Sa- Sa- saquon will get saquon will get some of his yards you know maybe more like 27 13 but i mean saquon will get some yards but uh i i don't think i don't think it's gonna be that close i think the giants are frauds they really are um they haven't beaten anybody good yet i mean they beat up on the bears last week <laughs> Yeah, but come on. And the and the Bears have gone downhill since playing the, the the Bears might they won week one. They might be one in sixteen. Yeah. I think the only thing that gets me nervous is the their run game against our run defense. And that can slow the game down and it can make it harder for us to do some other things. So yeah. Yeah, it'll other be fine. Than that. Okay. It'll be fine. I'm less well, no, about, I'm less I'm less worried about this week than last week. I really am. There's I don't know. zero yeah, probably that. There's Probably. zero pedigree in this team. There's nothing. They have nothing outside of Saquon Barkley, who's an okay, okay player. Yeah, because Belichick makes it different. Like he changes the whole thing because you're like, I don't know. He can do anything week to week. Who knows what you're going to see? So yeah, right. Um, let's move to something it's that like is running man to man defense ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> Who does that? A Correct. maniac does that. Maniac. You know, <laughs> like let's talk about a team that is not not something where we'll be fine. Um. They will be eventually. We're going to have to see what goes on here. Badgers lose to Illinois just in a ridiculous fashion. Um, Losing to Ohio State is losing to Ohio State on the road. Home loss to Illinois by 24 points when you're favored by 10 or whatever. Against a former ex 12. Yeah, against a guy who you knew. Illinois is on the upswing. I'll say this. This team has got a good running back. Uh, He has the most, was it? consecutive 100-yard games by an Illinois running back ever. or, or some, I, I, He has like six this year or something like that. I can't remember what they said, but something like that. Like, he's he is a legit player, all right? Like, Chase Brown is really good. And and they bottled him up for the most part. He did have a 49-yard touchdown run. Uh, and that game was done. This, this game was just ridiculous. Um, the, they went right back to, I mean, they did the, the most Badger thing ever. Every second and ten was run. Every second and nine was run. Every second and eleven was run. Uh, and and none of those plays worked. Not a single one. And um, what did nobody got any carries? Like they just completely like could not run. And and even if they tried to, I mean, like I can't blame them for abandoning the run. None of it worked. But that's because they're so terrible at picking what they're doing. It is the least imaginative offense I have seen Wisconsin run in 20 years well it's like and we were talking about doing the pre pre-show too is that it's paul chris wouldn't have done this as an offensive coordinator no you know like that that's that's the problem when he that's, was burst offensive that's the, coordinator that's the that's the fireable offense like you wouldn't have done this when you were yeah. the offensive coordinator and that also led us to the talk that it's okay just to be the offensive coordinator you don't have to go go on to be the head coach you can yeah. be the offensive coordinator 
the other things that came up, other than the fact that this team was so flat and lackluster, that the offensive was so unimaginative, like Braylon Allen, eight carries for two yards. The entire team averaged 0.1 yards per carry. Mertz threw for 206, uh, but yeah, two interceptions, one of which was bounced up in the air and a pass to the outside. Where receiver got a hand on it, and he's the only guy who could have gotten a hand on it, and he bounced it straight up in the air to the safety who was coming over, who he couldn't have hit him, but he definitely could have caught the ball that was then popped up in the air. And then the other one was 100% him. Well, it was 100% him missing a guy he was trying to throw to by overthrowing him while rolling to his left. But the Illinois player is 100% holding uh, and then rolls off of the, the receiver to make the catch. I mean, that didn't change the game. That didn't change the game at all. It was it was a ridiculous no call after they called the Illinois receiver pushing our defensive back out of the end zone and then not getting to a ball that he couldn't have caught. But the refs didn't change this game. Uh, this team had nothing. It had no energy. It had no 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 anything. And uh, yeah, that's when you got to go. And in, all the in, players in, are being in the, in the words in the words of my father, Tom Flottam. Mm-hmm. He said. Um, Matt LaPay and uh, who's the who's the color guy for the Badgers? I always forget. Oh, I can see his face. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I don't I don't listen well enough to know, but I know Matt LaPay is because uh, Matt LaPay is legend. Um, oh yeah. But uh, he said, "Dad goes, Dad goes, they they're starting to say that the refs are being ticky tacky." And he's like, "I think that's code word for the Badgers getting their ass kicked." You know, it's like, yeah, they, I, I don't know. And I, I mean, I didn't get to see it. I listened to it like my dad did on the radio, too. But it's like when you start hearing code words during, you know, like, no, uh, there were some uh, weird ticky tack calls and it's fine. I mean, like two degree, it's not fine, but it's right. fine if you do it to both teams the whole game through. Mm-hmm. If you call it differently at different points of the game and you call right. it one way and not the other, then it's a problem. Like, I didn't like the refing in this game. It didn't change the outcome. I didn't no. like it. I didn't think it was well done. I thought they were bad. But what I thought was worse was the Badgers because that's why they lost. 24 points can't be accounted for by any referee or any bad call that happened. 24 points is you got beat. And that's what happened. And that's why Chris is going to take $11 million. The The contract said, I think, 19.5, but they've worked him down to 11. And the... Uh, is it the Wisconsin, the Badger Foundation, or whatever it is, the UW Fund? They got a group that's going to come and pay. Um, the other things that apparently led to the firing are off the field things. He doesn't do the booster stuff. Um, he mishandled having Jack Cohn, who was a proven good leader, and then forced Mertz in there when he wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And that made people mad because guess what? Badgers have a lot of boosters on Long Island. Where is Jack Cohn from? Yeah, that made a lot of people very angry, and that hurt. Um, so he's, he he doesn't do the glad handing. He apparently, there's been a lot of talk that he basically has refused to meet with, invite in, or welcome, or reach out to anyone from before 2008 as a Badger. Hmm. You, can't, you can't alienate your former players from the program. You can't alienate the boosters and keep your job. Um, right. So. No, it, yeah. as... As as noted by a friend of mine, Tracy uh, Matt Tracy at work, you're the chief of staff. Yep. You are no longer the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, especially in college. In in the pros, you're the head coach, and you're the head coach because the only people you have to appease are the GM and the owner. In the yeah. case of the, in the case of the Packers, the board of directors. Yeah. In college. As a head coach, you, you can't take that stance, man. Yeah, you like you, you can't be like that. Like you need all the help you can get in college football. Yeah. And yeah, that's the reason why uh, that's the reason why the Sab- Sabins of the world and everybody else, like that's why all their coaches get hired out to be coaches elsewhere. You know, it's Sabins and commercials because he's a very charismatic guy when he's off the field. When he's right. when he's not right there. He, he walks into a living room. He walks into a boardroom. He walks and talks to boosters. Everybody loves him when they're in his company. The uh, Chris is cold and wanted to just stay there and coach football. That's not a college job. I mean, that, that's it is. Pro. John, it is a college job. No, I mean, it's, like, called, being, not, it's called being a coordinator. To a degree. But yeah, yeah. more so there. But yeah, as the head coach, you got to go out. And guess what? The thing is, 
Leonard goes to all those things already. He does right. all the glad handing. He does all the handshaking. He he talks to the boosters. He smiles. He's an energetic young face. He they both recruit well. Um, but we'll see what happens here. This is Leonard's um, his audition because uh, he's an interim. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, I think he's got a good shot. Uh, we'll have to see how it works with the first problem is he he he's an interim, so he's not making uh, staff changes right now. We'll right. see he's what got, happens he's here. Got to deal with what he's got. <laughs> Which the next thing and, then and, is and just 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 like we talked about two seconds ago, yeah. you're no longer the defensive coordinator. Now you're the head coach. But the and next part of that is, the, you know, who yeah, else is auditioning for his job is Bobby Ingram because he's a Paul Chris guy. He's a receiver. He's new. Um, he's got to try to show us that this offense is not the offense he yeah, wanted Bobby to call. Ingram doesn't have a chance if he goes out there and says. That was not the offense I wanted to run. Let's run the offense I wanted to run. If he says that was the offense I wanted to run and I'm content with it, then he's got to go. Fight, you don't fire Paul, Chris, and then retain his offensive coordinator well, as the head coach. Right, but this is his audition to try to see if he can do it or if he's going to get another job somewhere else because he's never been in a, an offensive coordinator elsewhere. He was a position coach until this year. So, yeah, we'll see. Oh, you mean if he's auditioning to be his offensive coordinator? Yes, he's auditioning like to be friendly, Leonard's. a friendly deal. Oh, I thought you meant like he was like going heads up against, oh, no, against no. Leonard about oh, sorry. being the head coach. No, oh, if I'm not sorry. clear, yeah. I, he's auditioning for his own job for next year. The same oh, way that Leonard is auditioning yeah. for the okay. head coach job he's going to have for the rest of the year. That makes much more sense. I sorry. was like, wow, that is a very odd turn, John. <laughs> like, what? The, you're pitting up against each other? Like, what the heck? What the, the only hell two big options that anybody's yeah. going to talk about is going to steal uh, Leopold from KU, Rock Kansas. Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah. <laughs> KU. Right. Um, because he's a whitewater guy from Jefferson. And right. so went to Jefferson and High School. KU is 5-0 and oh right They now? are 5-0, and oh, and game day is going to be in Lawrence, Kansas this week. That's how that's going. So this is – That's that's that's, that's, and that's something. Yeah, so that's why, <laughs> why Leonard's got to get the, the audition now. Because Leopold's been a head coach, D3, D1, you know, a couple spots, and uh, can run a, a real D1 offense. He can he can do things and have an exciting, uh, variable offense, and we'll have to see what it looks like here because Leonard's got to show that he can do something here because, yeah, they're going to look at other people. Uh, McIntosh is in his, what, second year now, or first full year, which is the other reason why the Chris firing can happen so quickly because – Barry wasn't going to let him go this quickly. He was not. He was not on a short leash with Barry. He's on a short leash with the new AD who never hired him. And um, also, <laughs> Leonard is holding all the cards. So yeah, as was and he's beloved, up, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and I I've tackled him in a high school football game. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I burnt him for a touchdown on a. I'm sure a, he remembers you. Game. No, no, not a chance in hell. <laughs> Anyways, his older brother might. His older brother is my age, but okay. uh, he was he was a sophomore when I was a senior. Um, but uh, uh, they uh, da, 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 all these years, me. Aaron was just his motivation. He's like, that guy tackled me. I'll never let. <laughs> I'm going on to the NFL just to show him. <laughs> the, the difference between difference between Jimmy Leonard and a lot of us that played up in the Lakeland Conference was that uh, he had uh, he had all the guts his teeth. Going, no. What's that? All his teeth. No. Oh, his teeth. Yes. Yeah, yes. No. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> nah, 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 he didn't like meth. Um, but uh, he uh, he uh, definitely went and tried out for the Badgers and made it. Yeah. And that's that was I mean, there was a lot of good people. I mean, like I, I remember I do remember him in high school. Like I said, he was younger than me. So I was out of high school when he was at his peak powers. I remember his older brother because he was the same age I was and uh, uh, some of the other players around Um and then, of course, uh, the, uh, the lately the Chanel brothers came from my right. conference up north out of Grantsburg. Grantsburg and yeah. so there's always been those, you know, decent players and some went off to other places and stuff like that. And uh, I just remember when his name made it and it's like, oh, he was good. He was fast. I do remember that. It's just like, you know, it don't you know, like no chance he's ever going to remember me from Turtle Lake. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just. It, it, it's it's fun to look back on that, but anyhow, um, what was I getting at with this whole thing? That's not what I was trying to. It's get It's always at hard this. to tell. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to try, let's 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 crawl this one in here, Flat. Let's let's wrap uh, this one up. Uh no. Um, ta-da, 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 ta-da. Uh, ta-da, ta-da. and okay. done. Sorry, that's fine. I, I, so, I'm trying to 
Here's the thing. Badgers are going to get this week their rubber match against the state of Illinois. Uh, The only one they'll play in Illinois. They'll play after beating the Redbirds and then losing to the Illini, the ILL, INI. They will go play uh, in Evanston against a terrible Wildcat team from Northwestern. This is... This is one of the ones you really do have to win at this point uh, down the stretch because uh, they've looked bad, like super is, is bad. Ch- is Chessie is Chessie still their head coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chessie Larue. I mean, uh, Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, uh, that yeah, one. yeah. Okay. Um, we'll follow that up by playing the massively overhyped Michigan State Spartans, who got thumped by Minnesota, who just got right. thumped by Purdue at home, uh, right. and then they got beat up pretty badly by Maryland who Maryland might be a decent team actually, but I don't think Michigan state's that good, I'd like but one we of aren't either. Coast, I'd like one of those East, uh, Eastern, uh, Eastern, uh, East coast teams to start piping up one of these days. That'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, Rutgers hasn't looked terrible, but you know, they're what three and two right now. Maryland is one and one in the big 10, four and one overall. I mean, Mar- Maryland's one losses to Michigan and then beat Michigan state. I don't know. We'll see this. Uh, this is one where I really think the Badgers do have to win this. They're they're favored pretty significantly in this one. Uh, they are still a 10-point favorite even after firing their coach and everything just because Northwestern's bad. Their one win uh, is that one in Ireland to start the year against uh, a team that fired his coach two weeks later after losing to Georgia Southern <laughs> in Nebraska. Uh, so we should beat Nebraska. We should beat no. Northwestern. And I don't know about the, any of the rest of these. Minnesota is going to be a tough game. They'll be at home. I, I mean, like when I poo-pooed you last week, I don't think they're the biggest one. I think Purdue is the inside favorite to win the West at this point. Well, you poo you poo-pooed me, but I mean, I, I'll still stand by my Minnesota take, and that they're not as much of a pushover as you want them to be. I don't think they're easier, a pushover. Easier to say after you said that they were going to walk. The Badgers are going to walk all over. Uh, yeah, this I, last well, here. I made money betting against Minnesota last week because that they got favored by twelve, and I was like, "That's a that's easy money because they're going to lose at home." Because right, Purdue is way better than them, and they they showed it. I would have I would have lost money if you if I would had to bet the spread. I would have said that Minnesota would have probably won by three. But I, yeah, I didn't <laughs> see that coming either. So anyhow, but I uh, yeah, I picked, about, I picked wasn't Purdue. Michigan, wasn't wasn't I, Michigan State eleven to start the season? Yeah, they're bad. They look bad. Yeah. They don't look good. They haven't looked good yet in any of these games. They beat some some lower teams, but yeah, they haven't looked particularly good. They look better than Wisconsin. We'll say that. That's for sure. Right. And we'll see what Wisconsin yeah. gets from here on out. But Beat Northwestern mm-hmm. first. Yeah, going to East Lansing. I don't know that they can beat Purdue. Uh, I just don't. I don't. I, Purdue looks like they got decent defense. They got they got an NFL caliber quarterback. Um, O'Connell's good. He can play, and they got enough other talent around him to make it work. Uh, they should have beaten Penn State. They they legitimately should have. So I I don't have any faith in that one. Maryland's weird. They got a lot of offensive talent. Iowa's got a defense, and they can't score a point. Nebraska no. Nebraska is just garbage and then minnesota will be interesting because i think they're both both kind of that team <laughs> nebraska's nebraska fired the coach and nobody cares yeah um they should have fired him in the offseason because he's been they bad should have forever. Fired him after the first game he coached <laughs> yeah he's that, that team's been bad for a long time so yeah it's it's rough but we'll you, see you how think, they you think, it's, you think it's bad in Badgerland, kids just go out uh, to lincoln for a couple days and that's, uh, that's a team there. that's won national up. championships they get mad yeah, I was out there. I was out there four years ago for military school for one whole month uh, in Ashland, Nebraska, between Omaha and Lincoln, and they hadn't been good for a decade and a half at that point. And that's all they got, folks. Like they ain't got nothing else. And they, I mean, they, got, they sell out they that got, stadium every week. They, they've got Creighton basketball, and that's it. And they've got the uh, College World Series, which is pretty cool. And, and Omaha, uh, UNO Toros uh, or their their hockey program, UNO. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> is it good? No, but they've had a couple no, of good teams right, here and there. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, but it's hockey. But yeah, no, it's like they, they bleed hockey. they bleed Husker football out there. And it, it I mean, you want you want to see where it can go, Badger fans? That's where it can go. But anyways, <laughs> I remember what I was gonna say. Okay. Jimmy Leonard holds all the cards though. That's yeah. the thing, because Jimmy Leonard was already pursued by the Packers. True. To be defensive coordinator last year, if I remember correctly, right? And a couple yeah. other NFL We'd be unbeaten teams. if we had him. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, 
I feel him, yeah. <laughs> if I was a defensive coordinator, we might be unbeaten too, John. Oh, but anyways, because I would just say, hey, go do what you're going to do. Quay, do, blitz. You guys, do you guys go out there and figure it out. As players, just figure it out. You'll do better than anything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I said figure Cause, it cause out. I'm, yeah, because you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to put you in zone against Justin Jefferson. Uh-huh. That's because I'm even smart enough to know that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, all right. anyhow. All right, so but, we're gonna... uh, but no, but Leonard holds all. He really does. He holds all the cards. He right. in this scenario, he does. So they have. It's it's almost as if they had to get like that's. I'm not trying to say like it was a hot, loose trigger, to get Chris out. But I mean, it almost mm-hmm. felt like it was the right time because it's like, come on, dude, like. And just, and like you said, the lack of the booster stuff, there was a video that came out a couple of weeks ago where they interviewed every coach in the big 10 as to who would play you in a movie. And Paul Christ even said they wouldn't make a movie about me, you know, just like, and every other one's coming up like Brad Pitt, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, look at me, charisma, charisma, charisma. And then no, they would make a movie about me. It's like, dude, I know. And like, I've heard all the ex players and all the, and all the players that used to play for you say, Oh dude, that, that dude's hilarious behind the scenes. Great. That's awesome. That's not the job of the head coach of a major D one school, man. And, and they, and they let him go. And you know, and Leonard's he, they know he's, if they, he doesn't get a job here, He's going to be gone. And as as far as Chris goes, like you said that too, it's like, it's just, okay, let's really, dude, on. yeah, let's yeah we're running out of time, time on this one. So let's, oh my God, we still have to do a baseball podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I think we've got everything said for the most part. Aaron's to the point where he's just flabbergasted and done. I feel so look, thank you for joining us for this. Uh, make sure you, you catch the other one this week. We'll cover everything else that we wanted to get into. Thank you for joining us again. Remember whether you are on the town or on the go, It is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.